What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny's John Wick in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie in the John Wick cinematic universe. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Roo, 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 roo. Hey, I love it. Love the shirt. I'm doing it for him now. You look like a, a dope Sandman. That's what like I was going for. Like, no, he looks like Sandman's little <laughs> brother who, who who opened up his own vinyl record store. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, we also have the Hispanic heartthrob Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. What a what a day! I've been waiting for this for a long time. Motherfuckers, we got Christmas in January. Joey Noel joining us for what I think is her first in review appearance. I believe so. I don't think I've ever been on the show. I'm very excited to talk about John Wick. I love it. And of course, we have the producer slash seducer, a.k.a. the man that has tried to get me to watch this franchise for six years, Nick Scarpino. It's John Wick. That's my, yeah. that's my Russian impression. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not terrible. It, it turns Dude. out that if you combine Italian with Spanish, apparently you get Russian. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Uh, We're all going to find out a whole bunch of stuff together because this is kind of funny's in review. We do two episodes of this a week where currently we're doing the Edgar Wright films and the John Wick films. You could watch them on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to them, you can go to your favorite podcast service and just search for kind of funny reviews and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad free, watch it live as it's being recorded and be a Patreon producer just like. Nobody this month, but soon to be many of you that I'm talking to right now. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to help support us there. We appreciate all of that. Uh, without further ado today, I do want to talk about John Wick, Chapter 1. A runtime of one hour and 41 minutes directed by Chad Stelhowski, who's an American stuntman and film director. He worked as a stunt double for Keanu Reeves in the Matrix franchise. Amazing. And later served as a stunt coordinator for for many of the films. Uh, in 2009, he was second unit director and stunt coordinator on Ninja Assassin, which makes Dude, a lot of sense. Have you seen Ninja, Ninja Assassin? Assassin? It's fucking incredible. Dope. That movie is that was dope. In 3D, right? That I don't know. Real, I just one remember of the first awesome. real 3D movies. Uh, but he was stunt coordinator on that alongside David Leitch, who was also co-director on John Wick, but was uncredited. And I'm not really sure why. I was trying to look it up, and I couldn't get the answers there. John Light or David Leitch, uh, we know him for his work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, as well as Atomic Blonde, uh, Deadpool 2. He was the director, and he right. directed Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, this was released on October October 14th, 2014. A budget. You guys want to guess the budget? I would guess, like, the first one? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 20 million. 22 million. 22 million. $25 million. Wow. Okay. Good job, Andy. Mm-hmm. And what does he win? What does he win? What do I win, Tim? My appreciation. Cool. Oh. Not enough? No. Yeah. It's not, not as good as the I'm glad I didn't say 25 yeah. mil because that's what I was going to say. He didn't give me a chance. <laughs> I don't care about your appreciation. <laughs> uh, $86 million box office. So let's get into it. What we thought about John Wick. Now, seeing as this is my first time ever watching it, I'm alone I think in you that, right? Kick it off, bro. Am I the only one? I you think so. Yeah, I gotta say, I yeah. fucking love this movie. Did yes. anybody question it? Yes. Are you kidding me? Not a chance in hell that this Wait, is yeah. gonna be right up my alley. What's up, Nick? Now I want to ask you questions here. I got a lot of questions Please. that I've been I, yeah, dying. I have a lot answer. of answers. Okay, so at what point mm-hmm. did you fall in love with this movie? Because I think there are two major moments for me that opened my eyes up to the possibilities of what John Wick could be. So, like, what's the first? 
thing you'd be like, oh, you know what? This is it. I'm in. I mean, essentially from the get, I was kind of like, I'm here. But really what made this movie special to me was two specific things. The coins and the hotel the hotel i was gonna say the hotel has been one of them right because you're a man who likes world building i do and i think you understand the power of the continental hotel now of and course you yeah you know they're gonna make it into a series obviously um but dude i'm so excited for you well so that that's my thing is this movie more so than any others we all know i love mission impossible i love fast and furious i love these things where there's that turning point where things get ratcheted up and then it's like we're all in on this idea this is, a, I think, the first time I've ever seen a intro movie to a franchise already be the Fast Five, already oh, yeah. be yeah. the Mission Impossible, debatably four or five, right? Like, yeah. I feel like this one, it starts off, it's quality as hell. Like, this alone is a good standalone movie, but you see all the things that it's building and you're like, well, shit. I mean, I, this was one of the hardest times it's ever been for me to not immediately start number two, dude. After and, after watching this, and the other remember the other week, I was like, me and D watched all three of them because you can't stop. You want to see how this world gets built out, and I think that was a really really smart thing for them to do. Actually, I don't even know if they did it. I'm, I'm sure they did it on purpose in the hopes that this would create something bigger. But I think it also just really adds to the overall world of just the first movie. Is that they have this cool hotel. Where like you, anyone can go if you're in this criminal underbelly and like gold coins get you into the cool Andy the jazz bar. You get in the cool jazz bar with the gold coin. And like, yeah, I was imagining like what there. like I was imagining like how do you get a job to be just a bartender there? Like what's the process there? Because like it's all so secretive. And that's one thing I love about the world building in John Wick is that it's so it's so familiar, right? Because it's a city. It's this big city sort of vibe. And, you know. This movie's so familiar in a lot of different ways when it comes to action and crime and, uh, you know, mob bosses and all that stuff. Those are all things we're very familiar with. But adding the fantastical elements to it of kind of this this faction of of hitmen, you know, this isn't like anything we've ever seen before in movies where we're. You know, it's usually somebody hires a hitman to do a job and then, you know, the police get involved and it's a whole thing or whatever. But to have like the idea of this hotel and these gold coins and I think the turning point for me in this franchise happens very early on where you I love the idea that you know, people are starting to fear John Wick and people know who John Wick is and. You know, he's the, he's the guy that the you sent to go kill the fucking boogeyman and all those oh, things yeah. start to set up this great thing because it really reminds me of. He is uh, he is your destiny personified or whatever they say about Ethan Hunt, like just this absolute <laughs> killer that everybody fears. But it's the moment where the cop looks in and says, you <laughs> working it. again? You working again, okay. John? It's like, ah, you know, just working some stuff out. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, John. That that's the moment to me that said, oh, wow, there's a lot of stuff there's happening in this else. world that we are just now being introduced to. And I am so in for whatever they throw to me because it feels so it feels so fantastical in such a real world. It's awesome. I feel like that scene paired with the one-two punch of the dinner reservation and having awesome. all, that whole crew of people come in and you're like, oh, this is like a whole thing that is set up of like, this is a like highly working crew of people that are just coming to like deal with everything. And yeah, I think it's so cool. Yeah, I think for me, the I mean, I love that. And I love the the implied world building aspect of that, right? Where like, 
you suddenly you get the feeling very early on that the wool has been pulled over your eyes where you think law and order is one way but the police don't run anything this uh, the whole world is run by something and we don't know what it is we don't really understand that we have that ominous feeling and it's kind of cool and like when that cop's like you know i got a noise complaint and you can tell he doesn't want to come in and it's the moment where he looks over and sees the dead bodies and then just looks back at him and then they have they continue the conversation then he leaves it's great but for me the moment that i think i fell in love with this movie was when john lake was hauls off and smacks theon Greyjoy, right theon Greyjoy. And his dad calls him pissed off and is like, why did you beat like hit my son? And he goes, um, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And the guy just goes, oh, <laughs> and <he's> like, <laughs> you're, you're right, Nick. That like it, if I if I did have to say one moment, it would have been that because like that first off the amount of I don't even want to call them cameos in this movie. Just like great. actors that I fucking love, like John Leguizamo yeah. popping up. I'm like. Oh shit, I didn't know. Willem Dafoe, I'm like, what? No fucking way. And it just keeps going. But a fun fact for you, Nick, about the O is uh paying homage to Keanu Reeves' history of saying whoa in, in films. Many of this many of this film's characters say oh in a similar way whenever John Wick's name is mentioned. However, so the good. directors deliberately avoided having Keanu Reeves say it himself. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. But I just think I that I love like, that. That one that see, like any other inferior movie or another just cut and dry, like cookie cutter action film would have had like consequences for John Leguizamo, but there are rules in this world and there are high, it's a hierarchy of rules and messing with John Wick is like the number one rule you don't do. And the fact that like the whole movie, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, is it going to come back on John Leguizamo? And it doesn't. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> He's he, just he did the right thing. We never see, we see like one more scene where he gives him a dope ass uh, Chevelle and then that's it. He's done with the movie. I, I just Kevin, love it. Kevin, how'd you feel about this rewatch? Cause again, we had all watched it several times and I, I, I had, watch one and two leading into three. What were your thoughts this time? I, I think this is my only my second time watching this movie. And man, I enjoy it. It's just, there's something about like, they, they make John into such a cool guy. The way when he walks into a room, everyone's like, Oh, Hey John, or Hey, Mr. Wick. It's just like, Oh, he's back. Like, yeah. He's, he's back. Yeah. yeah. He's such a badass, and you can tell. And like the, the movements of, of every fight, is always just like it's so brutal and right to the point like he's not wasting any time he's putting two bullets in everyone's head and walking out and going to the next room i love this Mm -hmm. movie so much yeah kev you you lot uh, attached to something really key for me here which is just like this movie is unashamed and unabashedly just hey this guy's a badass let's have him do badass things and like that's the point it reminds me of you know all the things we wanted from a luke skywalker it's one of the things that we we just want to see a dope ass motherfucker do dope ass shit yeah. and this movie is just like constantly it the scale's pretty small but they make it feel so much bigger with all the world building stuff but every single action scene it's like you you don't i don't know where to look in the frame because every single thing is interesting that's happening and the whole the the gun foo stuff is like this is intoxicatingly awesome the only two things that i have criticism of of this how movie dare you are Not allowed. No. the the score which is yeah, it's pretty serviceable bad. it's, it's serviceable bad. it's fine but like for a move like if they're gonna have a character that is just this like impossibly dope being he needs a theme song and every time he does something dope that song needs to play and oh, that man. just doesn't happen here if the whole score is just kind of like it's just always dun, dun, jan, dun, that's it dun, dun, which is fine jan, <laughs> again no they have that one like, song that they play twice that's not very good where it's like when you don't have someone to kill i'm like ah all right where'd they get this from anyway uh, then the, the other thing that's a bit more just like plot 
based is the, the the dog. I thought it was a weird decision to have it be a brand new dog. Like I, I really feel like it should have been him and his wife's dog that they've had for a long time. And same plot, have her give him a message that's like, hey, I'm not really gone because you have, you know, because you're still with the dog. But right. instead it's just like, hey, you have someone else to be with you. And then the dog immediately dies. It's just like, just seems like overly complicated for what could have been just as, if not more emotional. But again, that's the, those are my only criticisms. I, I feel like just to address that criticism, because I agree with you. I think it's weird that they literally introduced that dog the night before. And then the next night, like literally he doesn't have the dog for like 24 hours. Um, I, I wish they had, a, they had done it where he, like they cut to two weeks later and you see, Suddenly him and the dog are jiving like their routine is like even like it's still a small pup, but like his little routine with it is all set. So you like kind of establish like, oh, this is keeping him going. But I mean, I think that it still stands where it's like, all right, it was the, the, the final gift that his wife gave him. Yeah. This, yeah, this is a movie. This is a, this is a movie that I wish I didn't know anything about because it starts off showing John Wick as just. A normal human being, and I and I love and I love the way that setup is because I I wish I had never heard about any of the action aspects or the gun fu or all of every social video that went viral of here's uh, Keanu Reeves actually training where it shows him in that little gun training field that we've seen a million times of him like reloading really fast and shit. Um, I just love how I love how slow the intro is and how it just uh, there's there's such a little talking. There's so much time to breathe and you get to mourn with him. And also like what good is a funeral if you're not going to have rain, right? You got to have rain at a funeral. What good is your, is your movie funeral? If it's not, if there isn't like inclement weather. Um, I just love how it shows. It's very, very normal, right? We we just see this normal guy and then shit goes down and that's where sort of everything sort of, you know, flips upside down. I just, I just love how normal and uh, of a human being he seems until they come for his ass. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Yeah. For me, the, the dog thing, I, I, at first I was like, like thinking about it, it shouldn't work, but it does work for me. And I think one it's because the dog is so freaking cute. I can't handle it. Um, and two, it's his just because Andy in real life is his name. Andy. Oh, that's really, mm-hmm. Um, but for me, honestly, it hit on a note of like, you know, if your wife had thought ahead and was like, you're going to need something that will tether you to this normal life because she knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're if gonna you go didn't, back. you're going to go back like that hit me emotionally hard. And that's like something my wife would do for me. Right. Like how unbelievable of a person do you have to be if you're dying of cancer and your last thought is like of your husband's happiness and you send him this cute dog and like. You just see Encounter Reeves, to his credit, does such a good job of just like looking down and then like not not overacting it. I mean, no one's ever criticized, accused Keanu Reeves of overacting. <laughs> um, but I just think this really I think they nailed this relationship and I think they give it enough time for me to actually feel that moment where he's it cuts and it and then the camera's dollying and there's just a trail of blood leading up to him holding the dog's like dead body. The CG dog. And then the fact that he's like then the fact that he just murders every human being on the planet because of a dog he's only known for two days makes it that much more poignant to me for some reason. I don't know. How many people does John Wick kill in this movie? I'm going to go 45. Kevin. I think it's like 60. Not Kevin, but I'm going to say 35. Andy? Mm, I'm going to go with 
36. 77. John Wick killed 77 people in this movie. And now here's a cool... There's some fun facts for this one. Uh, At their first meeting, the first words that Theon Greyjoy hears John Wick speak is 69 in relation to what year his Ford Mustang was. He is the 69th person John Wick kills in this movie. That's amazing. So that's just... Dumb that had to shit. be by sheer happenstance, right? Yeah. There's no way they planned that. I, so the thing is, there's a lot of weird number facts that I, I think that they did it on purpose to do that. Because another thing here is uh, in an interview with uh, some YouTube channel, Kevin Nash, who is in this movie as the security yeah. guard, blew my mind when I looked at when I looked at the cast for it. I was like, wait, who's this guy, Francis? It's Kevin Nash. I'm like, awesome. These uh, he stated he was told the reason his character was allowed to live uh, was that. When Wick mentions he lost some weight, Francis stated he lost 60 kilograms. Wick was asking in code how many hostels were in the building. Francis' reply was 60 because he provided the information to Wick. He was allowed to live. Oh, oh that's cool. Interesting. So I thought he had lost cool. a lot of weight. That was like, oh, good for him. <laughs> good <laughs> for you. Wow. That's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, this this movie has such like video game elements to it, man. That's that's why I love I mean, it. It's it's just it's not your normal action movie. I love how just i first off i love that conversation between them because i i love how much kevin nash knows and respects john wick and it doesn't matter who his boss is if john wick says i'm gonna go in there you fucking let john wick in there (laughs) and there's just so many moments like that where they keep on building the character of who respects this person and why they have so much respect for him and i feel like one complaint that i have is when they finally capture John Wick near the end, I feel like I could have used a little bit more celebration there or like a little bit more of like, oh my God, we fucking got him? Are you kidding me? Like this is the guy that we've been talking about this whole movie and now they're just kind of sitting there talking to him like, it was just a dog, get over it. You know, like I wish the the bad guys in that scenario had a little bit more kind of like, oh shit, I can't believe we did this. Like this is the guy who's been coming after us that we've been telling everybody to fear and again they build that up so great with talking to theon and being like no 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 you can't fight him he's he's gonna get you (laughs) you're fucked bro yeah it's so good man kev you're about to say something oh i was just gonna say it it is really cool that from the start it's just like you are fucked like you don't know how badly you fucked up there's nothing we can do now yet he still keeps trying to fight and then it's it's weird that he eventually gives his, his son up and then goes and kills the other hitman like i feel like there's one point where i have a disconnect like i really enjoy the movie but like i know the other guy like had opportunities to kill john wick didn't in fact helped him but like willem dafoe yeah like i feel like it's clear that willem dafoe and john have a relationship like this guy just got is like murdered at this point what 70 something something like that people (laughs) and your son and now you're gonna antagonize him more like that seems like a really dumb move for this guy i think he gave up the son just because he was like he had to in that moment Mm -hmm. um and then like just to get john off his back but then yeah i mean you kind of you have that ego that is a little bit of a weird moment where you're like you probably could have figured this situation out a little bit better um but to segue into something that tim mentioned earlier of just like the the gung uh, gung and a lot of the action sequences. This movie could have very easily been a very generic cookie cutter, forgettable action movie. 
But I think that they're because they pay so close attention to all of the gunplay and all of the actual like choreography. And because Keanu himself wanted to do a lot of it and like train jujitsu and judo and a lot of these martial arts, he he it, it makes it elevates the whole thing and it makes it so much more fun to watch the mindless violence and almost takes on a new meaning I, I can't really put words to it but it's almost hypnotic at a certain point like you're watching yeah. a ballet um and i think that they they do so many wonderful things i mean i think the movie's beautifully shot first off um i think the production design is great i think everything comes together but just specifically like how they do the action sequences where they don't it's not edited every three like three thirtieth of a second to like make make you feel like it's really 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 fast they're not speeding anything up oftentimes keanu like looks like he's a little bit slower in doing the moves than he ought to do but he's actually doing those like beautiful throws and like all those all, all the like i love the moments where he does the cool thing andy where he like slides back the 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 slide I'll on check. the gun just just check the bullet see if it's in the in the chamber and like slides it back or they show him reloading and even the process yeah. of reloading like he's getting correct and there's like there's another moment I think when he's coming out of it's in the club when he's walking around he just reloaded and he doesn't have time to bring the gun up Kev but he sees the guy who just fires like two in the guy's chest from the hip it's <laughs> like pop 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 and then pulls it up and, and fires it all that stuff is like stuff that I know I have seen before but I've never seen it chained together this beautifully and it really is artful in my opinion well I think what so, it is is we always talk on the show about like loving the rules of a world and when a movie or a show commits to those rules and plays with them in unique ways that's when it's at its best and that's when it, it just it feels right and I think with this I'm reading a lot of facts and you also notice it when you're watching it but like they made sure that there's never more bullets being shot than what would actually be in the chamber I every time it. that they the, you see them reload you hear them reload like it has to happen in order for them to uh keep using the gun or else they have to switch guns and stuff those mm. rules and following those rules i think allow them to make what would seem like cookie cutter because there's a disconnect with us where we know that's not how it would work in right. another action movie whereas with this it's like okay they don't need to be superhumans like jumping around flying off of things like they, they are human so every shot actually means more and like, it also it, it's just so beautifully done and the, the club scene is fantastic What's up, it also Andy? just adds more ability for risk uh, and it's danger. realism, right? Yeah, it um, has realism and, to the whole thing. Yeah, because there's there, there's a moment that, well, I guess John Wick isn't really at risk, but he knocks the dude into the table or whatever and is going to shoot him while the guy is still down, realizes he needs to reload, cocked and then shoots him twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, gets going. And it's just like I, every little moment of him having to reload. Yeah, it just I don't know. It's so it's so artful. Uh, Joe, right. so say I, something. Oh, yeah. So I first watched this movie with my dad who in his free time does a lot of like tactical shooting competitions. So for me, it was really interesting to hear my dad talk about it of like the, so the gun that when he checks the bullets in the mm -hmm. chamber and that one gun, that specific gun is known for um, just jamming when you Jam. reload it. And so like, it's really the only gun that he does that with in the entire Shut movie. And so up. just That's like the so commitment cool. to knowing how all of those things work like built like it's just so cool and i think that it gets a lot of respect obviously from people that are in that world and stuff like that and same with the fact that i, I you pr pr can probably speak to the jujitsu stuff more 
of, but it seems like actual moves, at least from oh, legit. Like most of, it, most of it, most of it was legit. Um, some of it was, some of it was. I mean, because there's a lot of stuff shared between the two, but you know, he goes for arm bars, he goes for triangles. Um, for me, the judo in this was just unbelievable. He has like so many wonderful throws. They threw in some aikido as well. There's a, there's a couple moments that's very reminiscent of Steven Seagal, where he'll grab a guy's hand and like twirl him around and, and throw him onto the ground using his own momentum. And all that stuff looks really, really cool. But where it was, where if you watch only that one discipline, it starts to be unbelievable. But the fact that they chain it all together in the choreography of this, um, and the fact that the actual striking feels fairly realistic, makes, to me, again, it's what Andy's talking about, right? Where it adds that extra air of realism to an absurd action film that 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 brings tension. Because when, when you have those rules, when you, when you adhere to those rules, and then you show us that he's a vulnerable character... You start feeling like, oh, she's got to shoot that fucking guy. What are you doing, right? And and I think it adds to the overall enjoyment of the film. Where if they hadn't done that, if it had been a rock, where the rocks just shooting everywhere and swinging all over the place and fucking pulling a helicopter out of the sky, it wouldn't have the same effect. Andy yeah. from kind of funny. Tim, you have all the facts with you right there. Um, is this like an original story? Is this uh, from some other material? Yeah, it's original. I mean, it, it all comes from them just wanting to make some dope-ass action shit because it's a bunch of stunt coordinators and stuntmen, right? Uh, the original story that they made actually was of a 60-plus-year-old dude who all the legend stuff of like him coming back from you know, not doing it in a while, it was yeah. like actually a much longer time. Uh, but eventually, like they're like, no, no, Keanu's the guy, and yeah. he can he can own it enough of even though he's young, he still yeah. has that legacy, and that's why they went out of their way to make sure that every character reveres him and every character is like talking about him, the whole boogeyman thing, and 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 all of that, like pretty cool stuff. What's up, Nick? Can we talk about the Keanu look? Because to me. There's eras of Keanu, right? There's early Keanu when you're like my own private Idaho, Bill and Ted's Keanu, right? Then we then we're going into like sex symbol Keanu, where we got speed, point break. Now we're into like aged like a fine wine Keanu, where he when he finally goes full John Wick form. I don't know if you noticed this, Tim, but the production design of his hair plays a very okay. important role in this one where it's like it's down and it's kind of normal, but when he suits up, he does he slicks that shit back. Mm-hmm. And it is just that black on black on black, like beautiful two piece, but also it's got the vest and it's a black tie. And he just, when he walks out for the first time, you're like, dude, that you just gave everyone the coolest cosplay at Comic-Con whenever we're allowed to go back. You know what I mean? It's just, he looks so freaking good in this movie. I mean, Hey, if you guys like that, you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. This month's platinum reward is, is Kevin wick. So Kevin go wick. check, go check that out. It's awesome. Uh, no, I love, I love his look. I love the design. It's like, this movie does the things that I, I love from this shit, which is create an iconic character, make them do dope shit and give me a world that I just want to see more of. <laughs> Something yeah. tells me that, uh, that John wick is going to like maintain a set of rules that I, that I truly enjoy to see. Cause it just, this, this one, Give me everything I could look for. And that includes villains that are just so ridiculously corny as villains. But that's a good thing when you commit this hard to having your main character be such a badass. Alfie Allen. Great. I don't think that guy gets enough credit. He's he such a sniveling He's little so bitch. Hateable. <laughs> He's, He's so hateable. hateable. He's so hateable. And it's just awesome to see like him play such a similar but different character than to what we're used to from him like and maybe that's just he's not (laughs) like old timey right now but like i loved him and of course having his dad be this just like mob boss russian dude like 
felt so fucking good. And by the time that we get to the end of the movie and John Wick and the the dad are having a Metal Gear Solid 4 style <laughs> fisticuffs yes, fight. Perfect, yes. I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. We needed this because yeah, this, is, this is how this should end. I've often, like, I, I think even when we wa- back when we watched 3 and we talked about it on one of the morning shows, I the whole, the universe ends up building out more and reminds me of Metal Gear where it is oh god again yeah. I, I keep on making the point oh and god. I'm going to be awesome. keep being annoying about it but I was like it's a real life looking world but with weird ass factions and you know we're talking about like Foxhound and the Lolly Low and like all those weird little things that you wouldn't expect to be in an action movie because we're used to you know, we're used to Bruce Willis and and uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in our action movies, and and it's always you know a, a nuclear codes are being loose. We got to go get the terrorist or whatever. It's always like movies like that that whenever we've talked about action movies on this show, usually, and uh, and yeah, this world this world just keeps on getting zanier and zanier, and I'm I'm stoked to see what you think about it, Tim. Uh, J- Joey, this being yeah. your, how many times have you seen this? Ooh, this I would say that John Wick one is the one that I've seen the least amount of times for all of them. This is probably like my third or fourth, though. I will say this is the first time I've watched the actual dog scene because every other time I've not watched it. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's heartbreaking. So that was stressful. Um, but I yeah, I mean, I'm just so excited for you to keep watching it. I think something else too that it puts it into perspective is that like. Keanu Reeves when this came out is not the like Keanu Reeves that he is now like he had been hadn't really done a whole lot at the time right like the last big thing I'm looking at his thing that looks or his IMDb is like the lake house which is like a very different Keanu he had kind of he'd done other stuff but nothing major and so I think for him to come back in such a strong performance uh well that's that was kind of put everybody off kilter or like weren't expecting it even though obviously we know he's so good that's a re- that's a really important point because I remember I remember watching this being like that movie looks so stupid. What is he doing? What is he? Why is he trying the to do this? Like, whatever. Yeah, just move thing. beyond move beyond Keanu. Like you have billions of dollars in the bank from Matrix, and so I think we saw. I ended up seeing this in the theater on a whim of being like, I love Keanu. I'm like, I'll just go. It's unbelievable. Whatever. But like he he did a movie before this where he was the bad guy, and I forget what it was, and I think it came out of Hong Kong. But he got really into after the Matrix. He got really into sort of like doing kind of experimental, but like kung fu movies and stuff like that. And I think that led him back to this. And that movie was actually good. I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, I'm sure people in the chat or people in the comments can put it in there. But I remember watching that, being like, "Oh, that's that's kind of fun for for Keanu to be kind of the bad guy and like still be able to do kind of some fun martial arts stuff like he did in the Matrix." But yeah, Joey's 100 percent right. This movie came at a time where people forgot about Keanu Reeves. Yeah, this is not cyberpunk Keanu Reeves on stage. (laughs) Yeah, but this is what brought him back. And this franchise for him is like, it's just enduring. Kev, can you bring up the thing I just sent to assets? Yeah, because not only was it like, yeah, Keanu hadn't done anything dope for a long time, but also this just came out and this movie's called John Wick, which is the least (laughs) cool name you could possibly have for a fucking movie. And like, this was the poster. Like I remember at IGN when you and Salamita came back and were talking to me, Nick, and you're just like, this movie's fucking incredible and like, you know, preaching about it. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> like yeah, this, this looks like the most generic thing ever. This movie lives or dies on word of mouth. This is just one of those movies. You're not gonna make a trailer look entertaining enough and be able to sell the special aspects of it. You could show me Keanu Reeves doing, you know, crazy gun fu moves and 
I still won't go watch the movie. You mm-hmm. know, like I don't care that much to go watch Keanu doing like cool moves and stuff because it's Keanu Reeves at that point in time. But yeah, it's it's like those little small things you can't really spoil because you don't want people to know the secrets and you can't really I mean it's like it's like you know telling somebody how awesome VR is <laughs> like, Straight like up. That's until you very good until way you it. experience it you then you know you know yeah all right Before i don't have a plot, the plot let me tell you about our sponsors <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our new youtube channel youtube.com/kindoffunnyplays uh, a couple of weeks back we announced that in 2021 every weekday after kind of funny games daily we're going to be doing at least 2 hour streams uh, most of the time we've been going 3 hours and if you can't watch live on twitch.tv/kindoffunnygames we wanted you to be able to watch at your leisure leisure however you want to say it youtube.com/kindoffunnygames is where you're going to want to be it's a ton of fun i've been loving watching the streams as uh, the crew does it snowbike mike hosting every day kevin running the show every single day with a hodgepodge a random assortment of different shows currently we've been having mondays and tuesdays be nick and andy play wednesdays we have big greg miller thursdays blessing adioye jr and then fridays is kind of a group stream of a bunch of us hanging out last week we did ultimate chicken horse i think this week we're doing some overcooked action i'm sure we're going to do jackbox at some point it's a lot of fun you can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or please go subscribe on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays subscribe ring the notification bell even if you're not planning on watching all this stuff i'd really appreciate it it's free and it helps us out a lot just to get that number up uh but of course we'd appreciate it even more if you did give it a shot you can go check it out on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays andy i give you enough time to come up with the plot song during that whole ad read, you sure did. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just the music they always play. Yeah, okay, it's just, there's cool. no theme song. There's no John theme song. Wick. <laughs> John, John Wick Chapter 1, ladies and gentlemen, or as it's just called on IMDb, John Wick. John is a man of focus, Tim. Commitment, sheer will. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. With a fucking pencil. Remember that, by the way. Because does it come back? Who the hell knows? I don't know. John Wick, of course, slowly crashes an SUV into a loading dock and gets out bloody. Uh, He starts watching a video of Bridget Moynihan, who has a cameo in this and is criminally underused in this movie. If that's my one criticism, criticism is like... She, they got a really big actress to play that, and she's just kind of in a couple uh, YouTube videos. Uh, and then he uh, he falls out, and he dies. The end. Wow, credit. Nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, John wakes up in his baller ass house, and shout out to the production designers for picking this place because it's like dream level house for me. Uh, and remembers that time when he used to be happy until his wife unfortunately passed away. Uh, this sequence is I think really well done. You know, I think they, they, they tell you everything you need to know from like them having a date to her going uh, falling ill and then going to the hospital and then her ha- telling him basically like, John, you got to like, you got to keep it together, man. Like this isn't, this, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave soon. Uh, he looks, of course, he has this bracelet that he got her for, uh, I imagine an anniversary or a birthday and he's holding that with him as a keepsake um, all the time. Uh, and I'm going to say it here. And then this is where I say long haired beard variant of Ke- Keanu Reeves is my favorite. This is my favorite Keanu Reeves here because he just looks so cool when he's all stoically just staring off into nothing. Is the, does he know the camera's rolling? Who cares? That's the magic of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Nick, the thing is, like, Keanu remembers a time where things were a lot happier when his wife was still alive and not everything was had a blue filter on it, had a blue desaturated filter. That's true. There was a point where things had a warm red, orangish. <laughs> 
happy filter. <laughs> but now everything's sad. <laughs> anymore. And this Not whole this anymore. whole house the whole house sequence of him really reminds me of all the house sequences in Arrival, where you're just <sighs> supposed to feel real sad and everything's yeah. gloomy and desaturated and blue. That's the same vibe I get here. I'm curious uh, if you if you were to skim through the movie real quick, if you were to see when he comes back into the world of crime, if it got more saturated, if that filter comes back off. Hmm. I don't know. Either way, Kev, what were you going to say? I was going to say, while you were talking about his hair, um, I really like his hair this way, but when he loses the beard, and this is like not has nothing to do with John Wick movies, Bill and Ted, where he's got yeah. the long hair, but no he beard. Oh, that's not a good look. It is not, a, not good a good look. look. I agree. Uh, let's see. John Buddy's Green Goblin comes to check on him at the funeral, uh, partially, of course, to check on an old friend and probably to see if John's coming back to the life. This is the first kind of time where we get a little bit of an instance where, like, John's not who he who is appearing to be here. Uh, after the wake, John gets a knock on the door. When he opens it, he gets a little puppy delivery from his wife from beyond the grave. And the letter reads, John, take care of this dog. And if anyone kills it, murder everyone they know mm-hmm. uh and the dog i'm gonna say it here again joe i said it before i said it again this dog is so cute, cute. and this scene is very very touching ears. the big ears of course we all know those uh that's a, that's a hound right a basset hound a of basset some sort hound, yeah. and those things howl don't get one of those dogs you know what, what what's great about this though is beagle, like, maybe very it, was beagle. it was a beagle that's what it was very few things were spoiled for me about John Wick going into this. And and if things were, I don't remember. Or it's like, you know, it was all so vague and I just didn't understand it. But the one thing I did know is the dog dies and that causes him to do all this. And that sounds so obscene and that sounds ridiculous. And it's like, people must have been kind of lying about that. Like that couldn't have been what actually happened. And then you watch the movie and you're like, okay, not only is that what actually happened, they make it work ridiculously well but then they also do a good job of making it ridiculous and like bringing it up constantly like it's not just like the dog dies and as a viewer we're supposed to understand okay that's what motivates him and blah 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 the multiple characters bring up the fact that this is happening because they killed his dog yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like so good yeah i'm the same with you tim where i didn't have context as to what or why but i've you know you're on the internet you see memes of people saying Whatever you do, don't fuck with this guy's dog. And I would see those memes pop up. So I knew, okay, this is like a revenge sort of thing. But I didn't know it would be that the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is it. Yeah. Uh, the next morning after the dog takes a nice steamy one, John pours him a bowl of frosted flakes or some sort of flake, and they go for a drive. Real quick. Yeah. It's just weird how big they made this shit. Like that's a small dog. There's no way it's that was an emoji that shit, dude. Fucking big. Uh, continue, sorry. Uh, they go for a drive after that, and this is where they encounter Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy, uh, who is Yosef Tartarkatok. I didn't write his name down here. Tartovsky or something like that. I'll get to it later. I'll pronounce it correctly. Probably not. And he's a little fuckhead. And I'll tell you right off the bat. He's, you just want to you just want to slap this guy. Uh, of course, Yosef wants to buy John's car, but John tells him it's not for sale, and he says back to him in Russian, "Everything's got a price, bitch." To which John replies in Russian, "Not this bitch." And at that point, I'd be like, "This, wave off, wave off, wave off. Don't land yeah. here, okay? This guy's not what he <laughs> seems. Let's just let's right, just stay away from this." Right then and there, you're like, "Why does this guy know Russian? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why?" <laughs> that's terrifying, uh, John. Uh, heads to an airstrip to do donuts and wheelies and shit. Um, and then Weird punch- shit. didn't like this. 
weird scene thought it was like super inappropriate and like just out of nowhere was like like actually now that i have you guys to ask what was happening he wanted to I kill think, yeah i think he wanted to kill yosef and yeah. fucking beat the shit out of him but instead of doing that his wife taught him to like go drive your car real fast and like almost kill yourself over there uh, i think it was just like taking out the stress of it that's I what thought I, he, I i thought i thought it was just all this just stress mounting up from everything i thought it was memories of the wife Could i thought it was that, yeah. do i want to take my own life i thought there was yeah, just a lot of frustrations yeah. there um i mean it kind of worked for me although i was like if you crash that fucking mustang bro <laughs> come on that's a that, that, that fastback is gorgeous um later okay john okay after that uh later that night john uh heads up back to his room goes to sleep uh, and this is a cute scene where the dog's looking at him from the floor and i was like first off this puppy is very well trained because no dog would look at you sitting in that bed and not immediately jump up on there and again this is you guys remember this is why i can't have dogs my wife's like you can't put a dog in the bed i refuse to do that and i was like cool i'll just wait until you leave um, I love all the fade to blacks during this whole intro sequence. There's yeah. so many, and I love every time it does it. It feels like a like I'm I'm going to sleep and I'm waking up again. You know, like every time it wakes up at the perfect time and the little puppy's licking his face. Ah, oh, just such a cute little puppy. Uh, of course, unfortunately for the dog and for John, later that night, uh, John wakes up and is attacked in his home. He's knocked out with a metal baseball bat, uh, and they beat him half to death and heartbreakingly, thankfully off screen, kill his dog. Um, and then Yosef reveals his face to him one more time before knocking him out as he says, sleep tight, bitch, in Russian. Do you, uh, you think, Tim, that, that now that you have Moose, you have like a deeper connection to that happening? Well, here's the thing. Like my entire life, like you know how a lot of people have issues with movies when they have like eye stuff? It's like when like oh, oh yeah. the needles do the eye, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I have that as well. My entire life, for some reason, dogs dying or like dogs like running away from somebody – it, that shit hits me harder than I think Homeward anything bound, else. Baby. Yeah, Homeward Bound in general, but like, uh, you know, the, the one with uh, Marley and me. Marley and me, thank you. Like, hell no, man. Like, that shit's way too much for me. Now that Moose is a thing, I don't think I could ever watch one of those movies again. At least with John Wick, <laughs> it's like, I know that revenge is about to go down and it's yeah. going to be glorious. Yeah, but do you yeah, think no, that shit was hard, man? Do you think now that you have some sort of super ability that will be awakened in you if something like that happens to Moose? Mm-hmm. Probably. Like you didn't you didn't know you were capable of these things and it's all you needed was Moose mm-hmm. to die. I'll learn Kevin, you're muted. I think Kevin you're <laughs> muted. No, I I'm just kind of like nodding no and being like I don't, <laughs> don't think, think that's I don't think that's how John Look, Wick's powers work. Yep. No. Have to wait and see. Uh, a, a crazy fact about this. When John Wick awakens to the Russians in his home, the scene mirrors a similar incident that happened to Keanu Reeves in 2014, oh, the same wow, year this movie this. was released, where Reeves awoke to a stalker that had broken into his home. Reeves calmly talked to the stalker and then called the police at the first opportunity he had. The stalker was arrested soon after. Mm, but that, that is terrifying. Mm. Did he end up killing the stalker's entire family and all the bodyguards? That's not the story on IMDb, but with a you know. pencil, <laughs> with, a, with a fucking pencil. Uh, of course, we get a gut wrenching scene that I was talking about earlier where the camera fades to black, fades back up and John is lying next to the dead dog's body. And then it fades again and he's holding the dog in his hand, like petting it still as he's just just you can see the rage mounting inside of him and that of course culminates to him whoosh, a nice little match cut with the uh, the sound airs like whoosh, and then it goes pa, and he's gonna you know he's digging the, a grave for the dog uh, i will say it's ma- it's it's a lot of it is gut wrenching just because of how the bad how bad the cg is there i didn't um, notice the cg dog i thought it was just the dead puppet i didn't know yeah, it, it, it just looks CG, right? 
it just no no it just looks like a fucking png no like straight up when it zooms in like i'm telling you yeah like when he puts his hand on it, it up the no, fake drop shadow that they fake like to create That's as weird. if like there's a contact oh. shadow there between him and the dog it looks really bad <laughs> it looks really really bad um while you're pulling that up uh we'll go over to no. john lake was almost no, chop no. shop oh, i don't want to see it no I don't want you to ruin that movie for me. I, I have stopped reading, by the way, I've stopped reading the goofs in movies because it started ruining movies for me. Or like you can see cameras here and there. And I'm like, I don't want to see that shit ever again because it ruined Predator for me. Still the greatest movie ever made. Um, Yosef takes the car over to John Lake was almost chop shop. So it didn't ruin like, Predator for you. No. no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just it's one part of it where you can see the camera. Um, and just, you know, shout out to John Lake Wasamo. I just like seeing him Always. pop up. I Always. love it. I think I'm going to officially say he is my favorite cameo ever. Put him into every movie. It makes Ever. everything a little bit better. It's like a little, just a little extra dash of like salt with lemon on it, you know, or lime on it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't expect that in my. Chip. I would like to get a good list of cameos going. The with cameo like, list. Who would sure. be like the best? Yeah, we we can. I mean, we're gonna get later. to some great cameos later. They're not really cameos. They're just characters that are cast. And it's good yeah. casting, but. Um, and this is the scene that I love, right? This is the scene where he's like, he immediately recognizes that car first off. And then it cuts, cuts to a little bit later where John goes to try to get his, I guess, like the sort of SUV that his wife and he shared, but there's a baseball bat through the window. So he takes the bus over to the chop shop, right? This is later in time. And he heads down where um, Aurelio pours him a drink and he's like, he wasn't here. He goes, it was here, but uh, it's not here anymore. And then he tells him, uh, that Yosef Tasloff has it. Uh, and of course, we get a little backstory. He's the son of Vigo Tasloff, uh, who was a big, big time Russian gangster. And then we get the scene of what happened after he asked uh, Yosef what ha- where, where he got that car, where he knocks Yosef on his ass. And he's like, You're going to shoot me, shoot me, but you don't know how bad you fucked up. And he's like, You can wait till my dad hears about this. Or his friend goes, Wait till, wait till Vigo hears about this. And he goes, Vigo will understand. And you're like, What is <laughs> happening? Kevin, kind of funny. Uh, for me, this is where the magic started. That first conversation that John Leguizamo has uh, with uh, John Wick. where I, I love that I call him John Wick. And everyone else has their normal name. John Leguizamo. Uh, yeah. Um, where he's like, uh, he says his name and Keanu Reeves is like Vigo's son or like Vigo. And it's just yeah. like, it's so quick and back and forth. And like, you understand that like, this is a complex world. So in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you get the same vibe. I mean, even... Even the fact that Keanu Reeves knows where to go, right, on a bus. <laughs> he knows right to the place. He goes straight directly there, and John Leguizamo was waiting there for him with a drink. And it's <laughs> like, oh, there's a lot of stuff happening here that we don't quite know yet. This movie does that so many times where it's like, this is a lot deeper than you think because these people know each other, and Keanu's about to get sort of the rundown as to exactly what happened, and then we get... Yeah, we get exactly what just happened. Um, he gives John a, a loner car, which is somehow just as cool as the car that he just had. Um, and then when Vigo calls to ask Aurelio what, why he punched his son, we get that great line where it's like, he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. And then Vigo has a 180 and he goes, oh, and just <laughs> hangs up the phone. And that's it for John Lake Pazalo. We're not going to see him again ever for this movie because he's done his bit for King and Country. Uh, Vigo then, of course, uh, calls uh, Yosef to come uh, for a little bit of a chat and then just beats his ass. And he's like, why are you kicking my ass? I did what you wanted me to do. He goes, I'm not talking about that thing. He's like, the car? I stole it from some nobody. And he goes, that fucking nobody is John Wick. And at that point, I'm like, 
make t- make 20 more of these, please. Because he goes on, Andy, to call him the Baba Yaga, which is translated to the boogeyman. And he also says the boogeyman. And he goes, no, John's not the boogeyman. John is the guy you send to kill the fucking boogeyman. It's so good. So Nick, where, where else do we know Baba Yaga from? Uh, isn't that from Conjuring? Ant- no. No, Ant-Man. 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 <laughs> Why is yeah. it from Ant-Man? The, the, the Russian dude tells the story about being freaked out oh, about right. Baba, Yaga. Baba Yaga. The weird dude <laughs> from Dark Knight Rises, or from the Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mayhem uh, from the Allstate commercials is just like in this oh, movie. God, Why do Russian. I keep getting I flashes of, of Nick's face on Joey's camera that's how we do it now because my camera's doing the green flashing thing and then kevin i keyed it, it out and then i put a gift behind there <laughs> <laughs> andy kevin, you're right this excellent. dog looks fucking dumb when you watch it like Wait, it actually paid... no i right, pulled it up I'll oh watch you're it. actually getting yeah it looks awful right kevin no, it i don't looks... want to see it i don't want to see it over no it looks just like a png dog like zooming in and then again when he puts his hand on it you see where they fake the the shadow underneath his hand on top of the dog Pull that shit up. Wait, hold on. I lost it now. I had it a second ago. God damn it. Yeah, I pulled it. I looked at it too. And it's like, I wouldn't have noticed it without you bringing it up, but it's like, you're definitely right. <laughs> well, now that breaks But like, why would they do that? that? I, I'm going to have it in a second. It's, no it's getting idea. They probably didn't have like a fake dog that looked realistic enough or. I think they can get one though. Just, like yeah. a... Just give a dog a, a couple sleeping pills. Knock it out real good. Jeez. <laughs> um, what? Damn. Some Benadryl. They've done a lot Damn, worse dude. things to dogs in movies, all right? Calm the fuck down. They I don't think they're supposed to, though. Yeah, I know. Um, it sucks, but, like, it happens. Jesus. Don't get mad at as me. Vigo. Wait, hold on. It's here now. <laughs> uh, Stay so long. All right. Joey, don't well, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to keep talking as, as you guys watch this. Uh, as Vigo, of course, tells his son how royally he has screwed up, John heads down to his basement to dig up his suitcase of death. Um, and we hear the history of Don getting out of the crime syndicate by doing an impossible task that helped lay the foundation for the world that they now live in. Uh, Vigo calls John to smooth things over, and he's like, listen, John, uh, can we just talk about this like men? And then he just hangs up the phone. And then the guy from the the Allstate commercial goes, what did he say? And Vigo (laughs) says, enough. He said enough. I fucking love uh, Mayhem from the the Allstate commercials. He's so good, and like every time he's like English, please Vigo. <laughs> like I, I, I don't have him. time to fuck around. Good bit. I love him from those commercials. Obviously, love him from his stint on S- Lawn or SUV. Uh, he was on Oz, and he was, I believe, in Reno. Not Reno Nine One One, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think he had a stint on that where he plays like the antagonistic detective to uh, Andy Samberg. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, let's also, see, John. What's up? I was gonna say shout outs to the the subtitles that they have every time anyone speaks. Oh yeah, those are fun. So they cool. look so cool. They remind me of the Fast and Furious subtitle. I love how sometimes like certain words ones. are in different font, where it's like, all right, yeah, all right. colors, all right, have fun. Yeah. Uh, and this is where we get it, man. John suits up in his Sunday best, a uh, black on black suit with his hair slicked back, thereby creating the world's best and easiest cosplay costume for anyone out there that has cool hair. Uh, meanwhile, a group of Vigo's assassins surround the house. Uh, he leaves the Daisy bracelet, uh, or actually, the Daisy bracelet's there. He leaves a dog collar right next to him on the nightstand and picks up the gun. This always reminds me of that scene in The Godfather where he's like, Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Take the cannoli. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right, making good choices here, John. 
And then, uh, Tim, this is where we get our first of what can be considered considered the greatest gun porn action scenes of all it's time. So good. Wait, <laughs> he just sorry. brutalizes people in this scene. Did we did we already go through the like breaking the floor? Oh yeah, that's when he makes the phone call, right? Where he yeah, goes to the basement the floor and, and just destroys that was it. Rad. So fucking, fucking cool. cool. All those Especially, gold coins. And and it's and it's you know <laughs> the the sort of dual planes of action where they are explaining how fucking scary he is. And it's cutting to him, and you're like, Being "What terrified. is he digging up? Yeah, Breaking so the fucking awesome. floor." <laughs> so what I I said this a little bit in a different way earlier, but what I really appreciate about this movie is it just delivers and gives you what you want. There's it it never is like outsmarting you, but that's not the point. Like, and that's a testament to how good it is is that you know what's coming and it's satisfying. Because when he's taking the the hammer to the floor, I'm like, "Oh my god, is he about to like get a whole like a." bunch of guns and shit and damn right that's exactly what he does <laughs> but when it happens i'm like this is fucking cool as hell and joey brought up the the coins it's like that was the thing for me i'm like oh okay cool it's just like he has a bunch of gold like that's money great but then later when you see them use the coins it's like no this is way fucking cooler than i even thought good for you john wick uh of course a couple notable moments in this i want to give a shout out to the moment where he uh throws a guy onto his like little kitchen island and then knocks his head back so hard that it snaps the guy's oh, neck like oh that. god i want to give a shout out to the part where he runs at a guy pulls guard on him in in the air so mounts him in the air shoots another guy in the head and then rides the guy down onto the ground and then shoots him in the head uh and then of course the whole scene culminates and ends excuse me uh with john punch slamming a knife through a guy's heart multiple times until the guy stops moving Ooh. he just goes bah, bah, sah. That, and like, then we hit the doorbell ring <laughs> these fights are so freaking brutal where They're it's that, so that last one like yeah the way he kills all these people it's cool but it's also very very like brutal is the only word that, it, that comes yeah. up where it's just like he's not wasting any time as soon as he can put a bullet in their head and he shoots I feel like everyone in the head and except for the last one where he has this fight where they're, they're both trying really hard. And then, yeah, ending with the fucking stomping it into his chest. God, yes. So many so of them. Cool. So they are either John Wick just completely looking insane and doing awesome ass moves. Or you're getting the tension of the struggle. And mm -hmm. fight scenes like that, like, you know, are way more exciting, I think, than, you know, da, da, block, 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 punch. But like. I don't like I, it reminds me of Game of Thrones whenever we have two characters and you're like, oh, someone's about to die here. And it, you feel the anxiety. You feel like yourself on edge. Your neck is kind of like tense and your back gets all your back muscles and your shoulders are lifted or whatever, because it's just it's so intense. And then, yeah, the when people are tussling on the ground, it just always reminds me of the Saving Empire Ryan Oppum scene oh, with I the knife. I always get reminded so of that. So I just it takes me back to that of the the intensity felt during those moments. Of course, uh, at the door is Jimmy the cop. And he says, evening, John. Evening, Jimmy. You working again? They have a little back and forth. And he goes, you working again? Nah, just sorting some stuff out. And Jimmy Lee, like, after, after he's done looking at all the dead bodies and the fucking carnage inside, just goes, all right, then. I'll leave you be. <laughs> just leaves. Uh, and then John calls and makes a dinner reservation for 12, uh, which I, I love all the code stuff here, too. And I'm so a sucker cool. for the code. While, here. He, while he's counting the coins, too. I assume he has twelve. I've never taken the time to count it, but like I it's so so, right. so fucking yeah. Cool. But then, yeah, again, just just to reiterate with the Jimmy moment, like I, uh, the doorbell rings and you expect you expect uh, you know a bit of a panic, 
oh shit, the cops are here. This fucking sucks. How's he going to get out of this? He's going to kill the cop. What's going to happen here? And this back and forth just kind of explains everything. And you understand the tone for the rest of this movie that it's a different world. This is not just a normal action movie. And I, I again, that back and forth is so perfect at kind of setting that, uh, setting that, you know, tone for the rest of the movie. Uh, after John pays them the 12 coins, they wrap up all the bodies, uh, throw them in the back of a car and leave. And then Vigo, of course, hears the news that this this plan failed utterly, which he was like, of course, of course it did. And then ends up going out and putting an open contract for John's life for $2 million. Uh, and let's see. And then he orders the dude from Oz to put Yosef in the red, in red circle. I don't think it's the red circle. I think it's just red circle yeah. uh, and wait for John Wick. Uh, and then he, Vigo goes over to Green Goblin and hires him to kill John. And we're like, he's not going to be that. They're friends, right? I don't know. Uh, and this is where John takes that dope-ass Chevelle and rolls up to the Continental Hotel for the first time. And he, as he walks by Perkins, played by, I want to say her name is Adrian Pelleggi, uh, I love it because they see each other for the first time and you're like, what, what's this relationship? What's this dynamic? She goes, hey, John. And he goes, hey, love Perkins. <laughs> and you're like, so he just good. fucking knows everyone. This yeah. whole movie is just like <laughs> old friends seeing each other after a long time and then trying to figure out what all those relationships are. And it's so fun. I love it. Uh, and then, of course, he goes to the hotel, the the um, concierge, I guess, of the hotel manager who is played by, I believe his name is Lance Reddick, uh, yep. who is just – always so good in everything and i remember seeing him for the first time in fringe and i was like this dude's got it and then of course he plays the police commissioner in the show that i think kevin watches and maybe joey watch it's called bosch it's so good he's great (laughs) when you're done with this cue up bosch who i thought one of you guys watches this don't you he's also he's also in the wire (laughs) was he like a a pretty he's he's in the wire which is a pretty popular show i don't remember him from the wire sorry yeah but uh, you also might know him for bosh (laughs) hey man i'm telling you right now don't sleep on bosh he's great at it if you like lance reddick he's one of the co-leads in that it's he takes his shirt off in the wire it's like this dude is ripped as hell holy shit lance reddick you are ripped bro is he as nice Um, in the wire though um yeah he's a good guy in the wire yeah but like does he like have that very nice kind of like just overall sweet attitude where he's just like no oh, no no he's damn. he could be a hard ass because that's the thing when he like, needs to be like this guy like i wish i wish i could be well, he's a friend. concierge he's just, yeah, yeah he's friendly but he's like like i've met a lot of shitty concierge you know <laughs> yeah, like suck. this guy's great at his fucking job good for him i mean this isn't exactly the la quinta you know like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're saying, i don't stay at nice hotels that were you saying right here in front of all my friends <laughs> Uh, you know, you know it's a, it's a yeah, kind of funny doesn't put us in good hotels <laughs> no you don't one time i stayed at a room that was like i think it might have been a converted dumpster it doesn't matter it was vidcon um i love by the way i love the exchange i don't think i have it written down here but there's a moment where he comes back to the hotel later where he's blood and he's like how good is your laundry service and he goes i'm afraid no one's no that one's good, that good yeah. <laughs> uh let's see once there uh john uses another gold coin to enter the hotel bar and, and a man uh Let's see. And man, I miss hotel bars. I just put that there. Man, I want to go drink in a hotel bar so bad right now. Uh, he talks, and then he talks to the owner, uh, whose name, whose character's name is Winston. He's played by Ian McShane, and I love this guy because Honestly, his look and his voice. My character. Right, Joe. It's he's great. That's why I'm so excited for the Continental series. Knock on wood that it's actually still happening. Yeah, is that still happening? I don't know. I hope it is. I hope it is. Uh, he asks, of course, where to find Yosef, uh, but Winston kind of blows him off. He's like, "Listen, dude, we're we're neutral here. You don't you don't you don't do any business in the Continental. This is you neutral. Don't shit where you is, sleep. Yeah, don't do that. So I can't tell you anything. But 
And then he's like, dude, I need you to think this all the way through because he said you dip so much as a pinky back in that pond. You might well find something reaches out and drags you back into its depths. And John's like, I'm killing everyone. And he's like, all right. So then John, of course, goes over to uh, have a drink at the bar. And the bartender, who knows John as well, uh, gives him uh, a little cocktail note that says red circle. Uh, he says compliments. He says this is compliments of the hotel uh, hotel owner. And Winston's like, I got you. He's like, why don't you just tell me I was over there? Also, he didn't cool even drink the drink. He way was just cool. like, all right, this I'll, I'll cool. go over to this. Yeah, because I got to walk by the other cool, different cool color lights. You know, oh, Absolutely. Um, let's see. Vigo orders double the bounty. Uh, the, he gets word that John's staying in the Continental. says double the bounty if they're willing to break the rules of the Continental, the cost of which is, quote, heavy penalties, which we'll see later. Uh, Winston tells John via the bartender. Yeah, right. John suits that. up and heads out. Uh, and the club is banging. And let me tell you guys, if you're writing a movie about assassins right now, you're you're Johnny Johnny Bilson, and you're like, I always wanted to be a screenwriter, and I'm just I'm just gonna pound 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 this keyboard in my room, and you What's don't have name? a scene with a dance club with neon lights and ridiculous techno music playing in there. I don't know how to feel about that because this scene could have easily been terrible, but it's amazing. And is there 15 more of these in the series? Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? But, see, that, but that goes back to what I was saying of the predictability of it all. It's like they go to this dance club, and like you're saying, Nick, that's the most generic possible thing they could do in a movie like this. But it having like the weird bathhouse in the back, like that's that cool. was cool as shit. That's cool. And like they did such a good job, and they continuously do a great job in this film, both earlier in the first action set piece at his house, and then here of uh, giving you a good familiarity with the the layout of the building that they're in and really using all of that so that you get a sense of the different levels that people are on and you know where when entrances exits are and all that stuff so as they're working through it helps build into that the reality of the whole thing so that when things are happening you you're in the moment so much that jumping ahead just a little bit by the time uh theon's running out like with the towel essentially like through the club like you are almost fearful for him, even though you want his bitch ass to get punched in the face or worse. But like with John Wick coming, it's like you have a good sense of where they are in relation to each other. And I think yeah. it's just so fucking cool. Very true. Very true. Um, and I, I agree, too. I think that the scene does work. Um, uh, let's see. This is where we get Francis played by Kevin Nash. And they have that great back and forth where he talks about losing weight. And why don't you take the night off? And he's like, thank you, sir. Uh, Will and then John- Kevin Nash show up in another in review series coming up? I don't know. Willie? Spoiler season magic, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's amazing. By the way, Joey, we, we, you have to do the plot synopsis for that one. No. Um, this has, that has to be you. Oh, I feel like you have a special magic. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. We all have to be, uh, let's see, greased up. Andy, you down to grease up? We all have me? to be, let's see, greased up. I was like, what's, uh, I was like, what's, uh, what's not quite? And you know, it went, it went south. We'll just skip past that one. Um, let's see, John. This is a great fight scene. Um, and John, John does that cool thing where he fires from the hip, like we talked about earlier. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I think this is I think this is the point of the video game, Tim, where we say this is a mini boss because this guy, he doesn't quite beat him. Uh, and he gets thrown off a balcony and then takes a couple pot shots at the guy and they both run their separate ways. But either way, Yosef gets away. Uh, he runs out into the street and a towel gets picked up by one of his homies. Um, one, one of the moments that I was like, the, the realism was semi-broken for me of him getting knocked off the second floor of the place and i was just kind of like, like he hits that ground hard and then kind of just gets up and starts going yeah like i feel like that should have had a little more consequence but that's just because they did such a good job of grounding the majority of this 
Uh, he also notably got knifed in the stomach. So when he gets back to the hotel, he asks, uh, is the doctor in? To which Lance Reddick replies, always. <laughs> just, I, what a great fucking call. Because like the moment that he was like all injured and he was asking about that stuff, I was just like, oh, man, like they're doing the thing where they're injuring him halfway through the movie to like make to tell the audience, guess what? The rest of the action scenes aren't going to be as dope as that one. Like we need to lower his power levels for this. And then they're like, no, no, no. We're just going to give him a drug that makes him fucking better than ever. Yeah. Sorry, Andy. I cut you off there. Oh, no, I just wanted to just really quick, just back before he eventually falls over. It's just that insane moment where like the gore of the guy getting shot twice in the head. When it's, like, it's just it's so up close and so violent. And I don't know. It's, there are many moments in these fight scenes that just out loud you go, oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, and I've up. seen the movie a couple times already. <laughs> There's also the moment where he's drowning someone in a fucking uh, sink. <laughs> like a two-inch you know, sink. Yeah, there's like four inches of water in it, and he's like, he eventually gets bored of drowning him and cracks his neck, but like... Yeah, he figured like, it out. Yeah, yeah he could have easily been like, I'm going to keep doing this for a little bit longer. You just you just hang on. <laughs> yeah, Andy, I, lo- I love that moment where he's, he's got the bead on uh, on Yosef, and he's about to shoot him, and the world's giantest man comes out of the water, and then John shoots him like three times in the stomach, and then to get his hands off of him, and like two times in the face. Like, yeah. God, that's it's so just, it's violent. Just, it's almost like he's like... Throwing like his punching gun. people with bullets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. He gets back and goes to sleep for the night, and then Perkins uh, sleeps back. Go ahead, Kev. What's up? Oh, I was just gonna say they go out faster that way. That like, cop, if you, like if you do this, yeah, you more add velocity. A bit, right, you're adding more velocity. velocity. They clean through, Andy. Clean through. <laughs> also, I didn't realize that Perkins was in Agents of Shield. Which is a show that oh, yeah. I watched. She's yeah. also in um, the Orwell. When you say Bosch sure again, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to watch Bosch. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, Trust she's also on Friday Night Lights. Shout out. Oh, that's right. Um, of course, she's about to uh, get into a massive fight with John. Here in the hotel, she sneaks in. Marcus, of course, uh, played by Willem Dafoe, wakes him up with a shot to the pillow. Uh, and he That's just what he needs to overcome Perkins. Um they fight. He ends up getting the better of him, and the hotel manager calls due to the noise complaints, uh, which is the second John Wick. By the way, John Wick racking up a lot of noise complaints in this because, remember, uh, Jimmy the cop came because of a noise complaint as well. So uh, John asks Harry. He sees Harry in the hallway uh, if he'll watch Perkins for a while, and he's like, what, do you want me to kill her? And he's like, no, 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 catch and release, catch and release. That's cool. And Another cool he had, She gives up. Uh, Yosef says there he's being held to the church. Uh, so he goes there to exact his revenge. Uh, at this point, by the way, I want to note that I start working on the Squid Squad logo. So if you guys haven't seen that, that was put on Twitter yesterday. A couple, couple of spellings in there. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> was that on purpose? Uh, I was sure yeah, yeah, it was on I mean, purpose. It, was, it wasn't on purpose, but it wasn't. We didn't. We're not spell checking this one. What could you possibly have misspelled it. with Squid and Squad? Squad. Well, not to mention that was like the third time maybe <laughs> you posted oh, it. Why did I ask? For sure, squad. Too. For sure, squad. Uh, a couple of misspellings in the uh, the tweet itself too, and I saw him and I was like, I just, I, yeah, so, yeah I he spelled he spelled entry entree. Yeah. yeah, which I thought yeah. was a joke. I don't know what the squid yeah. squad is, but I, I assume it had no. something to do with food. No, like I passed the squad misspelling off as like we're being cool, uh, but entree entry not the same word. Joey from kind of funny. Um, can you explain to us in the Squid Squad picture what all the arms are holding? Oh, sure. Oh, uh, it's easy. Wait. Up, yeah, I have it pulled up. I just like, want to make Joey. sure. I just want to make sure. Sure. I mean, uh, Kevin, if you want to take us through it, but I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> the first one is a Rambo-style knife. The second one is a Correct. Starbucks coffee. Then we've got a mouse. Um, then we've got a grenade. 
look like a bag of marijuana <laughs> yeah and then uh playstation 5 controller possibly a playstation 4 controller that one's a little bit unclear we've got a revolver we're not quite sure and then uh a machine An gun. ar of some sort yeah, yeah. yeah there was just some confusion as if the first one. one was a knife or a cigarette or something like oh that no it's definitely a knife yeah joe you knife. can tell because it's it's serrated on the bottom no of the back I want to give a shout out to homie no, right no, below no, this, no. like the first tweet there that if you scroll down, Kevin, you can see did the thing where he just punched in on my one misspelled word. And it's like, cool, guys. Thanks, one for misspelled my word. thanks for my shame there. He didn't he didn't punch it on the, the fact that I misspelled squad. Uh, but I also just need to point out that like that that the head of that looks a lot more like an octopus than it does. Oh, no, I'd say, I said in, in the he didn't in the, even read you, this. He didn't even read the tweet. Yeah, I just said I don't really know what a squid looks like, so I just drew an octopus from memory there. But Andy, just noteworthy, he's got a bandana and sunglasses on. He looks like the one, the octopus from Finding Nemo. As cool as Iceman, I'll take it. The cook, right? The one that's like... Just just the cook. Dangerous octopus cook. The way that you did. Is it the I inked one? What's that? Oh, yeah, that's one of the I inked guys. No, I'm thinking of... There's an octopus in They love it. There's an octopus in an, in an animated movie that has like a headband almost. It and was like making cooking. sushi. It's like a right? Oh, that's cook. Monsters Inc. I think they're at like a sushi restaurant. Mm. That's but like that's an octopus monster, right? Fair point. Are, are anyway, you John Madagascar. Are you a big Madagascar Damn. man? Never. No. Never. Oh, it's from Monsters Inc. So, yeah, it's from Monsters Inc. You're right, Joe. All right, let's keep going. Sorry. Um, John walks into the church with an AR and just immediately shoots everyone, including the priest, who it turns out is not a priest at all, but a Russian gangster just in disguise. Uh, he takes the priest uh, into the uh, – it talks him into opening the vault, uh, and then he throws some sort of incendiary grenade in to nuke all the money. Uh, Perkins gets the better of Harry and kills him and escapes. John catches up to Vigo and the dude from Law and Order SVU, and they shoot it out in the church parking lot. Uh, and the mini boss that John was fighting from the club hits him with a car and finally knocks him out. Uh, he wakes up in the in like a torture chair scenario, and Vigo and John talk, and he says, "People keep." And then it culminates he's like, "Get that fucking dog, John! Why couldn't you be like? Why couldn't you just let this go?" And then John looks at him and says, "People keep asking me if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer, but now, yeah." I'm thinking I'm back so you can hand over your son or you can die screaming alongside of him. I, and I was Nick, like, fucking love. Yo, you nailed it. That, you was, nailed that was fucking Nick, you nailed that was good. It. That was good. real good. Thanks, guys. And he's not the only one. Uh, Vigo, of course, bolts. He, he, this is a, I love about this movie. This is the one thing that I was like, oh, God, you, you had to do it, right? Where Vigo's like, I'm tired of this guy, so I'm just going to monologue and leave and let you guys and let you two idiots kill him who we've only seen one of them before. So they put a bag over his head, and, of course, Marcus shoots one of the guys, uh, which gives Johnny the opening he needs to murder the other guy with his handcuffs and a nice actual handcuff slash shin choke that he does to this guy, which I think was pretty cool. Uh, John catches up to the SUV carrying Vigo and ices the driver with some sort of auto shotgun, which is crazy. Uh, he gives cool. Vigo – it's so cool. Maybe it was a pump action, but it had the cool like no, – yeah, this kind of pump. Cool, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So fucking cool. cool. Uh, he tells me like, it looked gives, like a t-shirt gun. <laughs> it didn't look like a t-shirt gun. <laughs> I'm very upset we don't own one of those, by the way. We were so close. Yeah. Just buy it. Take it over to Tim's house. Shoot Tim with it. I think for uh, Tony Live too, we almost bought one. We did. We did. And then we looked at the velocity of it, and it would say yeah, if you shoot anyone yeah. with this within 10 feet, it might kill them. You I was will like, decapitate oh, them. I wasn't going to shoot within 10 feet of them. 
Just shoot it out. Uh, he gives Vigo the choice. Tell me where Yosef is uh, and pull the contract and you get to walk away. And uh, Vigo capitulates. He gives up his son's location. He says, they know you're coming. And uh, John Wick says, of course, but it won't matter. Uh, and then John just heads down there as they're playing Call of Duty or Rainbow Six. I'm not sure which one game they're playing. Uh, and then he mercilessly kills everyone, uh, saving Yosef for the last. And you think there's going to be a moment here where they talk. There's not. He just shoots him right in the head and it's over. Uh, John heads back to the Continental to check out, uh, check out, and the manager gives him a Dodge SRT as compensation. I'm not quite sure where the Chevelle went, but I'm sure he'll catch that later. This car is dope, by the way. They're fast as hell. Uh, it's compensation for Perkins, allowing Perkins to break the rules. Uh, John meets up with Marcus to thank him, but Perkins sees it and squeals to Vigo. Vigo heads to Marcus so he can torture him over the phone uh, or torture him while he's got John over the phone listening. Uh, but Marcus goes out the way he wants to go. I'll go out the way I want to go out. <laughs> that was my Green Goblin laugh that yeah. I wrote in there to do. He takes out. No, I didn't so nail that that time. Sorry, Andy. I, I just picture what I what I'm hoping for, for is like I, I would love for somebody to to sort of splice this together is like you know they've got Willem Dafoe there. They think they've got him dead to rights, right? And then boom, doors open, and like I just I also picture Aunt May from the first Spider Man like. Oh! <laughs> like doing like getting all scared when when Green Goblin's like kind of flying into the room. It turns out that wasn't Willem Dafoe the whole time. It was really like Green Goblin's. That's really Willem Dafoe. Different guy down there. That would be amazing. Clone. It's a clone. One shared universe. Wow. Uh, I just remember that scene. Is so gosh. <laughs> uh, Marcus goes out the way he wants to by taking out two of Vigo's guys, but then gets shot, uh, and then Vigo shoots him in the head, kills him. Um, let's see. Oh, and this is where uh, – I'm sorry. Perkins shoots him first, and then Vigo shoots him. Uh, Winston calls to revoke Perkins' membership to the Continental, and he does so with a bullet to the head. There's about five guys that just surround her and kill her. And it's just, so, just unceremoniously. Coming what in a, from the columns. Such a great fucking moment because the, this movie, somewhere around here, it was probably when John Wick got uh, kidnapped or whatever you want to call it, where I was just like, okay, so where's this movie going exactly? Like, And it, it's I appreciate that they kept Perkins and Vigo alive. Like, cause I was like, they definitely could have just killed them off and like, just had that be it. And then I just keep watching the movie and I'm like, well, there you go. And I'm satisfied because I had that moment of being like, oh, it's cool. They kept him alive. And then they killed him. And I'm like, oh, it's cool that they killed him. Fuck yeah, John Wick. <laughs> Uh, of course, after they do that, uh, John finds Marcus's body and he's real mad. And then Winston calls to yet again break his own rules and rat out Vigo's location. He's like, I'm not doing this, but you might want to check out a certain helipad in a certain hour and you might find what you're looking for there. John, of course, heads over there and he just starts running people over with his car, which is just so brutal. Uh, and then he shoots the dude from the Allstate commercial and then kills him with his passenger side window. And oh, if you think that's not what happened... Man, go back and watch it because he is he is artful with his window kills. Dude, uh, then the v coolest moment is when he fucking hits the guy and he rolls over the car and he's shooting through the roof of the oh, car. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, my fucking God. So awesome. Uh, then, of course, Vigo tries to run him off the edge of the dock, but John gets out last minute uh, and he and Vigo decide to just duke it out like men. No more bullets, John. Let's use knives like men or fists. And I'm like, why would you think this was a good idea? John is a trained killer. He's clearly still at the top of his game. And you're, you know, 60, 65. Like, come on, man. You're not going to win this fight. And, of course, he does not. John ends up stabbing him through the shoulder, which at first I was like, oh, that's doesn't look too lethal. And then Vigo's eyes stop moving. Yep. And I was like, oh. Okay. I'm right, right there with you, Nick. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay. 
That's the death stroke. Okay. Okay. And of course, uh, Vigo's last words are something to the extent of he's like, be seeing you, John. And he and Keanu Reeves just does a perfect Keanu impression when he goes, Yeah. <laughs> that sounded like Vin Diesel. <laughs> Sorry, can I try again? Yeah, yes. go ahead. Yeah. You have to, the key to Keanu is you have to say the words a little slower than any normal oh, human. Oh, yeah. It's all about tempo. It's all about tempo. It really is. Uh, and that's it, man. We catch back up uh, where the movie started, where John's bleeding out on the ground, and he hears his wife's voice one more time through the phone and decides to get up. Uh, where does he break into, Tim? A veterinarian shop. A veterinarian shop, shop That's yeah. right. Yeah. What a perfect end to this movie. Because as he, as he broke in, I heard the dogs. I was like, when I first watched this, I was like, is he going to take a dog home with him? And of course, he looks over and sees a cute old pit bull. <laughs> if, um, Nick, if I can't have a dog, nobody can. Papa just shoot him. All the dogs. <laughs> all the dogs <laughs> what a fucking twist ending. Like, <laughs> God damn. Dude, he gets the dog. And I'm so stoked, obviously. It's like, oh, he got his dog back. This is rad. Not his dog. But he didn't have a dog to begin with. You get what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. No future spoilers. But here I am, a young Tim Gettys, watching this movie for the young first baby. time. Young baby, yeah, young baby boy. And I'm just like, did he just get a pit bull? Mm-hmm. He did. Hmm. Okay. We have two more movies where this killer psychopath is going to kill things. And you're telling me that his best friend, Matt's best friend, Keanu Reeves' best friend, this pit bull ain't going to fuck someone up. Again, no future spoilers. Don't tell me what happens we'll one way or see. another. We'll I thought you were going to say, you're going to tell me these next two movies, Pitbull isn't going to make an appearance, Mr. 305. <laughs> That's I thought I was going to. <laughs> no, I'm just so stoked where I'm like, the, the Andy dog earlier, Daisy, yeah. that thing ain't going to be in a fight scene. No. This dog we saw at the end of this. <laughs> oh, boy. Were they um, born? No, no, no. Uh, no, not the app song. Sorry, seven syllables in the middle. <laughs> you the pitbulls If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Man, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like so many of you did. And I just got to say, I love this show in review. I love how it started. Humble beginnings, MCU, Marvel movies. Cool. We're now talking about John Wick. We just finished Cobra Kai. We got Edgar Wright going on. So much is happening that I look over at the spreadsheet of haikus. And we're now two years deep, over two years worth of haikus written by you guys. So thank you for all of that. But I love that it just goes seamlessly from Cobra Kai into John Wick here. Uh, What do we got here? Miscellaneous writes in and says, Yusuf's a damn bitch. Vigo is a piece of shit. Don't fuck with John Wick. There we go. That's good. That's real good. Mm -hmm. Then we got a lot lot of bitch talk here. Because bitch is a common in this movie. Uh, let's see. Ooh, we got some good ones from Graham Hunter. Got several to, to read here from Graham Hunter. John Wick in Sick Threads out here clicking all the heads like Andy Cortez. Very nice. Yeah. It's my favorite one so far. Dion catches flack with John Wick on the attack. Yeah. I think he's back. I think I'm back. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. That was great. That was fucking great. Uh, and then he he titled this this poem actually uh, a promise to my stolen friend. No love to live for, filled with rage and nothing more. Daisy, blood will pour. That was good. Great I love that. I, that was good. I too, love man. that the 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 Patreon uh, supporters submitting these haikus. 
have started to understand that it's, a haiku doesn't need to rhyme, but we like it more when it does. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if it doesn't rhyme, we don't understand it. It's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, Andy, can you please work that into the theme song somehow? Okay. Haikus, <laughs> like, parentheses. Haiku should probably rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to rhyme, but uh, we appreciate it more when they do. Let's see. We got uh, Shane Espinal saying, John Wick knows gun fu. The club scene is beautiful. Keanu's back. And I want to read one more here. Thinking I'm back. But yeah. Kevin Guzman. I'm thinking I'm back. Cute dog. Oh, God, why? John Wick killing strangers. Death glare. Till you die. There's a lot of good glares. Keanu oh, deserves yeah. the secret delight for me for this movie is, is the Keanu look where you're like, oh, oh Kevin. that guy's dead. You get the graphic, Kevin. Uh, I, I deleted that. <laughs> it no longer oh, exists, no. so let it go. Well, you guys hated it. You guys would always <laughs> complain about it. it. Also, Secret Delight is definitely John Leguizamo in this movie. He's just oh. a pleasure. You, know you don't you're think it's Kevin Nash? Roll the graphic. Oh, you deleted it. That's right. We got to get that thing back. I, I, It was the bell of the ball that last when you had it on for like 30 minutes. <laughs> That's <laughs> when it was an issue. <laughs> uh, anyways. Andy, hit me. Actually, I guess we don't really have much. We're ranking it's number one so far. We know that shit, but no ragu bagu. We have to do it. Go for the ragu bagu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first edition of Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys. Here for John Wick Chapter One, or as I'm calling it, Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys Chapter One. Uh, where do we want to rank? Rank? I guess it's number one, right? Joseph. <laughs> And Vigo, right? They're going to be top on the list uh, of number one. And I'm just going to also put on the list all you fucking dog killers out there. If you've mm-hmm. killed a dog and you listen to this podcast and you did it on purpose, drive your car off the fucking roof. Put it on the car. I don't know how you get the car on the roof. <laughs> but Figure that off. out. And then I, drive it off. I also hope your roof isn't too small because, like, yeah, you might hurt. as I mean, you might at most get like a flat tire. <laughs> Scrap this plan. Turn yourself into the police. That's what I want you to do right now. Scrap the plan altogether. Uh, so I would say, put- oftentimes when we when we were talking about the first movie in a franchise, we're doing Ragu Bagu. It's like, okay, by default they're there. I am going to be surprised if they get dethroned, and that's exciting to me, knowing nothing about the sequels because oh, I loved I'm them so in this. I loved these. both of them so much. They're such perfect bad guys in the sniveling bitch way, and in the like, you're obviously a badass, and you you know you're either cool or you have people that are going to deal with shit. So and also, it's great performances too. You know, yeah. I, I, I just I loved the immediate fear shown to kind of set the stage as to why John Wick is to be feared in those first couple of scenes. That I, I every line of dialogue there again. I just always think of, uh, I, I'll I'll find the quote for for part two. I'll find the quote for part two. Don't worry about it, everybody. Don't worry about it. Well, until then. John, we'll Lee. be back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man.